This is the 1984 Flyer Die Podcast. for Fly Dial Podcast, and her name is... Freak John. Welcome back. What's up? <laughs> How you been? Uh, been much warmer. <laughs> yeah, because you weren't, you weren't up here. You were in Miami. Yeah, I took a break for a while from the scene. Indeed, indeed. So that's going to be the first thing I'm going to ask you. Cause I mean, like, you just, you dipped... Yeah. So what uh motivated you to make that move? Um, well, a lot of things. Well, one of the major reasons why I went to Miami is uh had a situation with a certain creative out here in Philadelphia and I felt uncomfortable, I felt disrespected, and I felt like I needed to get myself together and I needed to collect my thoughts because I didn't want to come off as the typical angry black female. I didn't want to come off as, you know, uh, bitter. And I didn't want to come off as jealous. I wanted, Like I said, I wanted to collect my thoughts. And I also just didn't want to be in an environment where I felt like I needed somebody or their company to do what I need to do for me and my company and the people who respect my brand and what I'm trying to do out here. Um, so, yeah. All right, so... In terms of your brand, the brand known as Freak John. Freak John Incorporated. Freak John Incorporated, I-N-C. You know, so people know how professional it is. Yes. You know? It's not uh, just an Instagram name. It's not just a, you know, something provocative to say. It's really a company. Company, but I think more than that, it's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, Freak John can apply to men or women. Indeed. I see you also just dropped some... Uh, hoodies recently yes yes um i wanted to explain the brand a little bit more Mm -hmm. i wanted to provide something for my male readers my male audience um because i just felt like this brand is obviously for women by a woman and about women Mm -hmm. but you know men can also need to be a part of the conversation because without men you know it's no customers if you're heterosexual you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um Without the opposite sex, we wouldn't be here on this planet Earth. So, see, you brought that up. Mm-hmm. I want to get to that a little bit later, right? Okay. I have a whole question built upon that, but I want to ask about the brand. Okay. More so, when you went down to Miami, right? Yes. I wanted to know um, what did you learn about yourself and the brand during your hiatus. So during my hiatus, I learned that, you know, strippers really feel like we need a community. Well, sex workers, I'll specifically say sex workers, because that, like I said, that falls under the umbrella of strippers, webcam girls, escort. 
But yeah, we need our own community. We need safe spaces to talk. We need places to be able to make an income. We need places to get advice and stuff. Um, Another thing that I learned on my hiatus, and I talked about this briefly on my Twitter, shout out to all my Twitter followers, um, is that you have to pay creatives in some way, shape, or form. Whether that's paying for your assistance Ubers, whether that's paying for food for your, you know, for your company, or whether that's specifically paying somebody to do something for you. I realized that paying somebody, you don't have to deal with, you know, attitudes, you don't have to deal with egos. Um, another thing that I learned while in Miami is that these creative spaces and these co-working spaces are full of shit. And I'm going to say that again, full of shit. Um, While I was in Miami, I was looking for another co-working space and it was an all boys space, meaning I was one of the very few females there. It was a very guy like culture and I was not taken seriously because my company does address and speak on sex work. And this is the second time that I actually no third time that I've been around a co-working space where it's a cult like mentality. And as much as a a co-working space the idea is to be inclusive of others it isn't and it's more like a lot of mob mentality a lot of gossip it just feels like high school again and I don't like that so definitely going to either find a better company or branch off and have a subsidiary of my own company where people who are creatives feel like they have a place to be able to be creative to be able to talk about ideas and be able to create say some crazy stuff you know what I'm saying and by crazy stuff I mean to be able to be real so well here's the one thing I wanted to say for actual follow-up question as I think that as a woman you're at a disadvantage especially as a sex worker mm-hmm. because the problem is this, we are in a world where um, a lot of people aren't mature enough, aren't open-minded enough. So you have people who say, oh, she's People want to have sex, but people don't want to talk about sex. Right. People want to have sex, and people don't want to talk about paying for sex. People want to have sex, and people want to come at women who have monetized, women or men, but mainly women, especially black women, who have monetized off of sex. That and what the also the problem for me, I think, is for a person in your position is they see, okay, cool, sex worker, right? And automatically assume, boom, she's a target. Because mm-hmm. you know, people be like, oh man, sex here, sex there, I gotta I got be a part of it. I, I can, yo, I'm gonna go crack at it. So you, you deal with it on all ends. Yes, so, I deal I mean, with it from a lot of people. I deal with it from people. That's why I'm very wary of people. When they say they want to work with me, mm-hmm. I'm very wary of photographers. I'm very wary of creative content content creators. Mm-hmm. I'm very wary of models. Like I get DMs every day, mm-hmm. and I'm trying, you know, to obviously include people. But my brand is not for everybody, and I'm not this. I'm not trying to cl- I'm not trying to chase clout. That's right. not, you know, I'm not just gonna work with somebody just because you have a hundred thousand followers. I'm not just gonna work with somebody because you got a name in the city. I really don't give two rats ass, and that's how I feel about Miami. That's how I feel about Philly. That's how I feel about New York and Chicago and anywhere else that I plan on taking my brand. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I learned while I was down in Miami was that women in Miami actually stick together. 
And I didn't realize that until I went to Miami. And then I did my, you know, I did a couple of projects down there where I realized that women really stick together out there and they really have, you know, love for each other. We may not all get along. You know what I'm saying? I don't think anybody in this world all gets along, but it's a mutual level of respect. And I just feel like the guy culture that's in Philly makes women not respect each other out here. Agreed. So one more thing I really wanted to know. Um, so in mm-hmm. terms of even your time in Miami, what did you think that it would offer you that Philly couldn't? I feel like Miami gave me more room to be creative in the sense of that I didn't have to worry about finding – it wasn't as hard to find spaces to cultivate events um, and I also feel like it just gave me a better environment to get my mental health together because mental health is an important thing and it's not easy, you know, to curate an event without having stable mental health. Um, and just it gave me more access to creatives that were more professional and had a bigger and larger portfolio and we're willing to try something outside of the box of what is normal creativity. Gotcha. So since you've come back into the cold, cold bricks-ass city that is Philly right now in January. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not as bad as Chicago. <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard Chicago was gangster in the wintertime. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so when it comes down to your brand, Freak mm-hmm. John, how are you going to approach it now? And what ideas and projects are you hoping to launch and break into in 2018? In Philly or just in general? Just in general with your brand, period. Okay. Um, well, I want to bring back my lingerie parties. That will, that will be coming back. Um, probably more so when the weather breaks. Um, I want to bring back quotation. I want to have more conversations, especially with males. I want to invite more males to come out to quotation. definitely. Might have some Henny on deck. Um... And then also, I want to do more sessions of art therapy with different people. I think that we all think of therapy as like, you know, sitting down, talking to somebody about your problems. But I think art therapy is something a little bit more unique. And I think it's something that's a little bit more effective. Um, I would like to bring the pole classes to Philly, but I don't think that's going to be possible um, due to just, you know, differences of opinions with uh, different venues. But um, I might be able to curate that in New York. Um, Another thing is I'm going to definitely start doing more things in New York City. So Freak John is coming to New York. And um, just working on my book. My book is going to be something that's going to be coming out very soon. So The book. Okay. Yes. (laughs) The book that everybody's been asking for. People have been asking for this book for years. What's the book going to be about? I don't want to give too much away, but the book is definitely going to be, it's going to be a source of advice for women in the sense of, you know, how to monetize off of themselves if they so choose to. Um, The book in no way, shape or form is encouraging anyone to become a sex worker, but it's basically if you already are a sex worker or you've already made that personal decision to be a sex worker, here's how to be a smart sex worker. And then the book will also be, you know, just for anybody who's gone through similar things that I have gone through. And maybe just to hear it from somebody else's perspective, you know, might be helpful. So 
and just to give readers a little bit more insight as to why I created this brand. The brand of Freak Joint. Mm-hmm. Giving it um giving it legs, so to speak. Yes. And then another thing I wanted to touch on this year that I want to do is I want to do more nonprofit, um, more charity-based, more outreach-based projects. So proceeds are going to start going to different women's shelters and children's shelters and just shelters around, you know, different cities that I will be locating in. Why do you think that's important? That's important because I once was in a shelter before. That's important because I feel like there needs to be a war on poverty. And last but not least is important because I feel like women, especially black women, are the most, you know, disproportionately um, disenfranchised group of people in the sense, especially black people, that we don't have anything for our own. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us didn't come from much. A lot of us didn't. We're not born with silver spoons in our mouth. A lot of a lot of us do not come from parents that had the right skills or the right business skills to teach us the things that we need to know. So that's why I feel like that's important. Just giving back. You know, you have to give back. Wow. So not to go far too far back in the past. Mm-hmm. But during your time in the shelter, right? Mm-hmm. What was that experience like for you? Well, I was in a shelter uh, my last year of high school, and it was it was interesting. Um, how could I put it? You know, the shelter we were blessed. We got do- you know a lot of things were donated to us. Um, I was blessed because I knew somebody who had moved out of the shelter, a family. So I would always be back and forth, back and forth. Um, But it was kind of, you know, depressing a little bit because I was in high school, so I couldn't have friends over. You know what I'm saying? I was ashamed. I had to move high schools because people found out that I was living in a shelter. And then I ended up losing one of my best friends who lived in a shelter with me. That was another hard experience that I had to go through. So going to college was different for me and much more important for me because it was a way to get out of that shelter environment. And I wasn't in the shelter for too long, thankfully. Um, So, yeah. And if anybody wants to know why I was in the shelter, that's another personal reason. And we're going to respect that. Thank you. Privacy, you know I mean, at the moment because we're focusing on the future Mm -hmm. and also the present. Right, the present of your brand and present of you. Mm-hmm. So, here's a question since you brought up the idea of sex work, right? Yes. There are various forms of sex work, which I learned from your hotation event that you had, um, I want to say, what, in December? No, hotation was in November. Uh, late November, right? Yes, late November. Late November, yeah. And I thought those events were pretty, well, that event was pretty, pretty dope. Um, you interviewed a photographer. Uh, you asked him a couple questions about, you know, the fine line between dealing with nude models, you know, how to conduct yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you interviewed um, Smitty Stokes. She is um, is a sugar baby. Yes. You know, um, not to say that she just is just that, but that's something that she that she, she does. She engages in sex work. Right. So with all these things um, that are known as sex work, right, for one, do you believe that it will continue to be a profitable field? People always say, yo, as long as people want to have sex, people want to pay for it, right? But besides that, for you, right? Mm-hmm. 
with your experience in the field, um, are you still are you still a sex worker? And what kind of sex work are you doing now? Meaning, the reason why I ask that question is because of this. Um, some people who have been in a life and step back because you have you have your brand, yes. right? So it could be like <coughs> could be just sitting back and you know mm-hmm. using your experiences to you know to, to push the brand and to connect to different people. Mm-hmm. But if you're still in the life while you have this brand, I think that offers an interesting perspective. Yeah. Um, so to answer that question, the first part of it you were asking was. Got to remind me for two seconds. Sorry. <laughs> About how profitable. Oh it yeah, is. if it's does it have longevity? Does sex work have longevity? In a sense, um, I think I hate to be pessimistic, but I am kind of a pessimistic person due to my experiences. I don't think that sex work will be as profitable as it used to be. I think the value of sex work is going down. Really? Because I feel like more and more people are entering sex work and more and more people do not understand sex work. So they are bringing the value down because they're bringing the value down of themselves. I think that sex is becoming too easily accessible, which is another reason why people are not, you know, paying as much at the strip clubs or, you know. Um, Also, I think that it's not really sex that people are looking for. People are looking for companionship. People are lonely. A lot of people are lonely. So even, you know, just sex workers that I know or people that I know who want me to engage in sex work with them, it's just that's kind of the new thing now. I think people are going to start paying for companionship. Um, You know, I think, like I said, sex is just, it's too easy to get. Wow. From males and females. Now, it's interesting to, to say that about how it is for females, too. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of people, like I said, they don't have any they don't have any value in themselves. Because I think people think if you have sex for money, you don't respect yourself. Actually, you do. You probably respect yourself more than anyone because you respect you and you respect and value your time. Because it's not just sex. It's your and it's a it's a <clears throat> an emotional, physical and mental labor that you're doing. You're physically having sex. You're emotionally giving somebody love. And you are mentally focusing on, you know, their penis or their balls or their mouth or their vagina or whatever, their asshole. So um, your second question that you asked as far as me, um, I, I haven't been in the strip club since October. So that field of sex work, no. I still do webcam on Snapchat. And if, if anyone is interested in subscribing to my premium Snapchat, um, you can DM me on Instagram at freakjohn.com or you can message me on Twitter, freakjohn.com. Um, or you can message me live on my website at freakjohn.com and I will let you know the rates. So that I still do. Um, I've been, I could do it a little bit better and more often, but I'm always very busy. Um, and then as far as my personal life goes, I mean, I do make men pay for my time. I don't just, you know, have sex with anybody. And as far as like escorting and prostituting, I mean, I don't stand on the street and do it, but you know, if you want my time and you want my energy, you're going to pay. So. 
No, here's the thing. And I still do that while running the brand. So you're still you're in the life, which keeps your brand authentic in a way. Yes, but I think that people don't like that I don't do sex work anymore full time like I used to when I was a stripper. I feel like I lost a lot of friends and a lot of people because I stopped being a dancer. Was being a dancer too much for you? Yes and no. I mean, the money was great, but the attention and just the the fact that you have to get your hair done, your nails done, you have to do your makeup consistently, that was very draining. Sometimes sitting and talking to the guys was very draining. Um, sex work has changed me in a sense of just like, you know, I get very drained easily when I'm around people. I don't go out as much anymore as I used to. And I just don't really have patience for men as much as I used to. I have respect for men, but I don't have patience. Understood. Because you know it's funny. Um, well, not really funny. It's just, it's interesting, mm-hmm. I should say. Because you mentioned how uh, sex work may not be as lucrative over time due to everybody getting into it. Yes. The value of it. I mean, do I think that it will be around? Of course, always. But it's just the value. And also just like, you know, as it's become more and more common, you know, I see a a girl every day, you know, doing a new premium Snapchat or whatever. Um, But I don't know. I just I read people. So some people some of these people don't even look like they're enjoying doing it. It's. It's weird. It's weird because I, uh, you know. Due to my travels, my adventures in life, right? Only for me to even like put it out there yet, you know? Maybe another podcast episode. But I uh, saw a woman had a profile. And she said on her profile, she was like, uh, yeah, I'm a financial dominatrix, right? She said, I'm in the financial domination. You know, they pay me for my time. And I'm like, uh, okay. But I feel like... You're not even Somebody asked you to pay for their time? Not me. It's just like, I saw this page. Uh Uh-uh, it didn't get me like that, yo. (laughs) He said they didn't get me like that. It didn't get me like that. Nah, so so I'm not going to get too deep into it. I'm not going to put it out there yet. So I was, but where I was at, right, what I saw, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like nothing weird like Backpage. That shit was was gangster shit. Uh, Nah, not me. But anyway, (laughs) that shit's weird over there, man. But um, I was sold on Backpage before. Oh man! All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back to that in a second. That's, that's that little speedball. But like, so, but I saw someone say like, "Yeah, I'm in financial domination. You know, pay me for my time." Boom, and it's, and it was just like, yo, it was not to say, not to be petty, but like you said, you can look at that and be like, "All right," you know, like I, I can see like you getting into it just for yeah, it's pay me for my time. It's like. You, you just saw somebody else do it, and like I'm hopping in this thing too, and follow and follow the lead. It's becoming trendy, and people assume that a lot of sex workers make a lot of money. No, it's freelancing. It's just like Uber. Uber drivers probably make more money. <laughs> I like that. Sex work is like Uber. Sex work is like Uber. I like that, I like that statement. Your Uber driver only gets what, like sixty percent? No, like. Some of them only get, I heard 30, no, I heard Uber takes 30%. So we might be able to keep a little bit more. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've been wrestling with the idea of going back to stripping in Philly. But then I don't want people coming to my club. <laughs> like, that would be very irritating. That was another thing that was annoying when I was a stripper. People were like, oh, where do you work? None of your business. Well, why? Because I don't want to see you. I do not want to see you at my job. People show up. Hey. Yeah. And it's like, no, I don't want to see you. Um, I had somebody that was working for me. <laughs> and he persistently asked me over and over, hey, I want to come. I... You know, I invited this person just to see what I do. And I just, you know, I'm glad that they never worked out and never panned out because I don't know. I just don't want to see people who I know cannot afford my time. And that's not to be mean. That's just to keep it real. It's it's a business. Yes. In the day. Like, plus you come into your place of business while you're doing your thing. It's it's like working at Tiffany's and somebody's like, oh, I just want to come and look at the diamonds. Like, I don't got time for you to come around and look at these diamonds. Either you're going to buy these diamonds or you're going to get the fuck out. Sorry, can you cuss on here? Yeah, you can cuss on here. Okay, it. cool. As soon as you go on and subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, you see the big ass red E. It's explicit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I knew on my list, if I get a podcast, I know I'm going to cuss. <laughs> you know you're going to get somebody out here. You got to get the beeps out. Beep. Yeah. You beep. <laughs> it's the beauty of the internet. Yes. That's all free. Oh my gosh, the internet's crazy. Yeah. So, okay, let's rewind back to this. Back to this thing you mentioned you said that you were sold on Backpage. yeah we talked about this in the first podcast you just don't remember but let's just go back oh wait a minute this is part the, yeah oh the human yeah the human trafficking thing yeah that's what that was for the first podcast yes. folks if you want to know about I think that, some people sell through. themselves on Backpage, but yeah. just I'm just telling you my experience which is why Backpage, the adult section was ticking down is it back up again I have no idea because that ain't my thing I feel you. I respect that. I'll look it up and tell you. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm not laughing at my situation. I Can I say something? Because mm, certain people listen to this and they're like, oh, well, you're laughing. I laugh because I'm comfortable with you. That's why I do these podcasts with you. I'm not just going to sit down and talk to know anybody. Appreciate so, But for those that are listening, just because you hear me laugh does not mean that the situation is funny. So it's just a little disclaimer. Indeed. You know how people like to be shady. Yeah. Be petty and like send crazy tweets and, you know, fun stuff like that. You know, but it's all good. You know, everybody's everybody out here. Bless your life, you know. It's going to bless your life. I ain't been in church a minute. I heard I'm ratchet on Twitter. <laughs> Yo, because today you, t- you said something. I was like... <laughs> Because I was doing so, I was part You were mad water. at my tweet. What did I say? I don't remember. Like, I love Twitter because I tweet because it's just, it's my stream of subconsciousness. I wasn't mad. I mean, I consciousness. Just, I'm sorry. I just choked in my water. <laughs> because it was like, somebody asked this question. It was like, ladies, what would you save? Oh. <laughs> and your response. I be trolling. <laughs> Listen, this was this was something I was like, yo, wait a minute. Don't drink my, drink my smart water, yo. You, you're disgusting for drinking smart water. And I was choked. I had electrolytes in it, you know what I'm saying? So I was, I was sitting there and like, ladies, what would you say for marriage? And she writes. Eating his ass. Yeah, eat, eating her man's ass. I would eat a guy's ass if it was clean. <laughs> yo, I'm getting a whole bunch of... So was her number. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you filthy bastards out there, man. I'll eat your ass. 
<laughs> well, bless your life, okay? Bless your life for, uh, you know, exercising safety while eating uh, eating ass out here in these streets. I just recently got my ass ate. That was a crazy experience. Really? Yeah. That's your first time? <laughs> nah. I've got my ass ate before, but it's been a minute since I got my ass ate. Shout out to you, yo. <laughs> it was it was all right. I, d- I got scared because I was like, did I wipe? <laughs> Yo, so listen. I hope people didn't, people don't know how to take jokes nowadays. What that's hilarious. It? Look, that's that's my thing. I'm like, if I ever uh, choose to do that to perform such an act mm-hmm. of, of the dark arts, and you know what he said? Because I told him I was really surprised. He was like, "Niggas don't eat ass nowadays." And I was just like, nah, bro. Nah, I'm just like, <laughs> I guess niggas do still eat ass, but. Listen, I'm not going to deny or, or confirm what I did. Okay? <laughs> but listen, that's what I did. I'm like, I'm like listen, shower, please. <coughs> shower, please. True. There ain't none of that. Some people like, well, I mean, I heard they liked the way that I smelled. So I'm all like, cool. Shit. I make men take showers, so. I'm over here just cracking up right now, silently. <laughs> Next question. But, but yo, you know what? I, I respect that because I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know what? All right. Yeah. I, I, y'all, I came in here today thinking, like, yeah, I'm going to have a real serious podcast, ask some real important questions. <laughs> then, then I get hit with the uh, yeah, so, yeah. Eating ass. Like, ooh, all right. Got to save something for marriage. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I'm trying to get married this year, Mike. Trying to get married this year? I'd like to be married. I've thought about it. I think I want to get married. Well, as far as me saving that for marriage, I done broke that promise already. I can't. I can't with you. Ladies. <laughs> I no can't. I can't. <laughs> oh, God. That's gross. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell now. you on Freak, John. I'm going to have like a male back sec- back page section. <laughs> Just me on me. I can't. I can't. Me and my Superman draws. What's the next question? Uh, <laughs> You're so angry. Might be on Superman. <laughs> I can't. Looking for that kryptonite, lady. I can't. Right, oh my god. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, one thing you mentioned earlier <laughs> about sex in terms of men and women, mm-hmm. right? There, or two women, or two men. Two men. Yeah, and all that. But or those that identify as a man, but they're a woman, and those that identify as a woman, but they're a man. Right. But reason why I mentioned those two in particular. Mm-hmm. Is I feel like there there is a battle of the sexes when it comes to intimacy and sexuality. Because what you mentioned earlier, there is. is a big example of that. Like, yeah, some dudes like I ain't eating ass, right? Mm-hmm. Or some girls are like, man, I ain't passionate. sucking dick, right? So it's like in terms of being in the bedroom, I feel like there is a tug of war. There is. Um, even in my own sexual life, there's a tug of war sometimes. Like I had sex with someone. Um, like two days ago, I didn't want to suck their dick, and that was kind of selfish, you know. But I didn't expect them to eat my pussy. Sometimes I just don't. I'm not in the mood to suck dick. That don't mean that I don't suck dick. I just did not want to suck their dick because we weren't even supposed to be having sex anyway because we were gonna have tantric sex. So oh oh yeah, you gotta try that. It's amazing. I'm trying to learn how to do it. I'm gonna say it's even a lie. Like I had a book at home. I was on acid when I did it. So yeah, I, I just recently did an acid trip. It was amazing. I think it was the first time I had got some good ass acid. It's, it's your first time doing it. 
No, it wasn't my first time trying acid. It was actually my fourth time doing acid, but the first three times I didn't really like acid. But this time it was amazing. Wow, you out here on acid doing tantric? Sex. Yeah, yeah. Then became real sex. Yeah, then it be escalated real quick. Nah, it was um, it became real sex, but the but the tantric part was better. It was better. Yeah, I personally like to get fingered better than having sex. I'm small, so I'm not you know dick be too big. <laughs> this is gonna be a nice hashtag out in these streets. <laughs> dick too big, <laughs> ladies. Um, and it's less emotional attachment, you know. Can't get attached to a finger. It's true. You can't get attached to a finger. You can't get attached. She is weird. <laughs> but yo, but you know it's crazy. Um, somebody, is it rude to tell somebody after sex that you didn't like it? Nah, cause he, look, man, it's like it's 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 how or that you didn't like their dick. That you liked the sex, but you didn't like their dick. Now that is rude. I, I never heard that. But um, look, it might be rude to somebody, but it's just hilarious to me. It's as long as it ain't happening to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, aha, said she didn't like your dick, cuz. Move I did. It. I didn't like. Mm. I, I feel like sex is a gamble for women sometimes. I, I learned a lesson recently with mm. sex that, like, I, got, I, I have to know my enemy, yo. What's your enemy? Well, not my enemy, but like, there's no. I understand. Like, listen, I'm five five, right? Mm-hmm. On a good day, you know what I mean. <laughs> what the fuck? Does that it's, 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 people be saying I'm five four, and I'm not. I'm five five. right? well, you're still taller than me, so. Shout out to these sneakers. Um, <laughs> so like, <laughs> this isn't trying to be disrespectful either, but it's just crazy that short niggas got big dicks. Y'all, listen. Ti, I heard Ti got a big dick. Um, her Lil Wayne got a big dick. I can either um, I can't really talk about mines because like what wh- how I feel about my joint is just how I feel about just my joint. Just say your joint. I mean, but girls be like my pussy wet, and then they pussy don't be wet. <laughs> Niggas be like my dick is big, they dick don't be big. It don't matter. Nobody will know except the person that you're having sex with. Somebody could be like I had sex with Freak John and it was trash. I mean, I doubt, I doubt anybody will say that. And if they saying that, they on some hating nigga shit any fucking way. Listen, if I do refer to my joints, anything is a formidable weapon, okay? I can't. Let's talk about these creatives, though, because we, right. we had this conversation on, on a private conversation, so I want to have this on we the podcast. Did. No doubt. So before we get there, I'm going to ask you one more question, right? Yes. Um, so back to the battle of, of the sexes, right? Mm-hmm. What can we do to understand, to understand each other more? Well, I think one of the things that we can do is stop just having one sex friends like if you're a female don't just have female friends or if you're a guy and it's mainly this is mainly for men because women have both stop just having male friends have female friends have females that you do not have sex with have females that you really just y'all cool y'all kick it y'all chill y'all sit on the phone for hours and y'all not having sex like i think we need to go to that i need i think we need to learn people before we have sex with them i think we need to stop you know getting angry at the sex for at the sexes for you know liking somebody because you had sex with them i think that we could just get away from this negativity because that's something something i loved in miami miami's a a lot about vibes positive vibes you know Mm -hmm. um i just think i wish that philly had a little bit more positive vibes 
And that's no shade. I'm not saying like it doesn't, not everybody out here is negative. It's just up north is a negative culture, whether that's Chicago, Philly, New York, you know. I just wish it was just more positive the way that we talk to each other. You know, I know we crack jokes. I know we have a very joking culture. Um, like when people say head ass, booty neck, you know, like, but just how we how we criticize each other, you know. If you're gonna criticize someone, give solution give solutions. Don't just be like, oh, you dumb as fuck. Be like, you make bad decisions because you do this. I feel like that's just more helpful. Another thing with the sexes, I think that, you know, we just have to defend each other. You know, if you're a guy and you see another guy being bogus to a female, speak up. Say something. Pull him to the side and be like, bruh, on some real nigga shit that you know that one, right? Or when you hear a story, even your female friends, guys, like if your female friend is like, yo, I did this to this nigga, be like, y'all, you could have did it this way. You could have talked to him this way. And vice versa, you know, just how we talk to each other, how we deal with situations. And stop assuming that people are crazy. Stop labeling everybody crazy. Stop doing things to people and making them feel like, you know, they're irrational. I just don't think that's right. And stop claiming ownership on people as though they're your cattle or they're your property. You don't own anybody. So, like, oh, that's my bitch or that's my nigga. Nobody belongs to you. You don't belong to nobody but yourself. Say it again. You don't belong to anybody but yourself. Facts. Facts. So, um, with all this Mm -hmm. being said, right, Mm -hmm. I understand that. Even as I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, Mike. Yes, there's been times when I've heard my homies say some things they've done with women, right? In terms of not like, not nothing physically abusive, not on that level, but in terms of like things that they said to them, whatever. And you're like, what? You know what I'm saying? But, or ways that they lied to them. Yeah. Or know. blatantly seeing your friend lie to somebody. Right. And I'm sleeping in bed, and you know y'all playing 2K, y'all out. Like, just be honest. I think right. honesty goes a long way. It does. It does go a long Be way. Be honest about talking to multiple people while you're talking to somebody. Be honest that you want to sleep with more than one person. Now that... It ain't nothing wrong with that. Just be honest about it. But people... I guess the thing, the thing about it, like, um, I was in a situation, and a while ago, and a person who I was dealing with, mm-hmm. like, we, we were talking, but... Both got busy in our lives. Yep. And actually, I know, like, she was seeing somebody. Cause somebody knew. And I was like, well, if this is the case. Why you ain't just tell me? Right. I mean, I said, we, we, well, we, you have to say it before because, you know, people are still humans and people still have, you know, human reactions. So instead of just, oh, oh yeah, I'm talking to somebody, be like, I want to start talking to other people. Or just tell somebody from the jump, this is that person I am. If I'm, you know, seeing somebody... Now, I'm a very monogamous person to an extent. Same here, yeah. When I say to an extent, meaning, like, I'm monogamous, but if it's something that I want and you're not going to do, and we talked about it, then I'm going to go find somebody to do that, John, for me. But I'm going to let you know that I'm going to find somebody and I will be safe. Now, but most of the time I don't fuck fuck with people that I feel like I'm not even going to, you know, enjoy. But... He's going to be listening to this. So I'm, I'm going to tread real lightly what I'm about to say. Because okay. <laughs> I just like recently uh, met this guy. So I don't want to scare him away. But I met somebody and he was very honest that he talks to other women. He has women in different area codes. He has women in different countries. Oh, okay. And I'm not intimidated by that. I, 
you know, like he talks to women all the time. I like him. I told him that I liked him in the sense of like, you know, he's cool. Not like I like him. You know, I want to date him right away. But I know that he talks to other women. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that because he told me from the jump, even when I didn't like him. So now that I'm like, ooh, you cute. Kind of. He's still kind of ugly. <laughs> I always saw me ugly. <laughs> he gonna listen to this and be like, you irking. Um, but I know that he's talking to more than one person. And I'm okay with that. Right. I don't have a problem with that. Honestly, That's how you gotta approach shit. You just gotta be... When you meet him on first date, first movie, first wherever y'all fuck y'all go, I talk to other people. Just say that. Even if, you know, be like, I want to date you, but I'm going to talk to other people. Or I have that way somebody's already prepared. I just wish we were more like Jada and Will. You know what I'm saying? If you can go out here and you can fuck other people, you can go out here and open your fucking mouth and tell your partner, I want to have sex with other people. So, you know what I'm saying? People would be, you know. And it should be. That easy, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's not. When it comes to your brand, yes. the Freak John brand, personally, I'm a fan of it because, again, like when I first saw it, I said, oh, snap, this is something different. <laughs> like the approach. Because, like, for real, like, you don't see nothing like that every day, you know? So I said, yo, let me check it out. I saw what you were doing. I was down with it. Yeah. You know, you had the fly visuals popping off. You had your um, lingerie pop party going on. And you just had a good mission statement. And I felt the energy of what you were doing was dope, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. Whenever this applies to... Twitter. <laughs> Twitter and just people in general, in terms of creatives in general, right? Mm -hmm. Did you have to deal with any pushback? Right? What's the, like, oh, yeah. we, we discussed the good things that have come with your brand, right? And we have all, you know, both episodes, great things come with the brand. Mm -hmm. You know, people coming to see you and coming to learn more about this world that exists. Mm -hmm. But what has been some of the uh, negative things that you've encountered because of this brand? Um, some of it is my personal life, like my, a, a good friend of mine, you know, my homies back in Chicago, a homie of mine back in Chicago had very disrespectful and rude things to say about it. Um, my brother wasn't too happy when he found out about it. My dad has been pretty cool. I talk to my dad more frequently now, now that I have a business, I ask my dad for business advice. I talk to my dad about just different business things that I go through. I showed my dad my website actually. Uh, my dad's birthday was January 22nd. So my dad starts off with Aquarius season. And he told me, he was like, I'm very proud of you. And that meant a lot to me, like a lot to hear that from my father. Um, just, it, it made me cry. You know, me and dad were on the phone for about four hours. And he was just like, I'm really, really glad that you're doing what I wanted you to do in the sense of having my own business. So I did make my father and my mother proud. Um, but yeah, I definitely get, I get pushed back now. You know, I'm very uh, another pushback that I get is, you know, when I start when I came to Philly with the brand, because I had the brand before I came to Philly. I think a lot of people need to understand that and need to realize that this was already going on for almost like a year before oh, okay. I came to Philly. I didn't create the brand in Philly. Okay. Didn't create the website in Philly. Didn't start the website in Philly. When I came out to Philly, 
people and even including myself. So when I say people, I'm not just saying only y'all, you know what I'm saying? It's me included. Didn't realize I've been running. I've been my own business owner since I was 21. Being a stripper, you are your own business owner. You pick your own hours. You pick your own days. You pick your own prices in the sense of like, you know, when you give massages or what you charge on the floor outside of what they make you, you know, they charge you for the lap dances, which is kind of already a set price. You you're your own boss. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're an employee about other things, but you know, but other than that, you know, you, you do run your own stuff. So, and then you do your own promotion, you know, like you encourage people to come to the club. Um, but I think a lot of people, you know, make little slick comments like, Oh, you just started your brand or you just started doing this. No, I didn't just cause you didn't hear about me. Don't mean that you I just been doing this I threw a party before the lingerie party that I threw in Philly like ask anybody in Miami and I have other businesses that I do in Miami that nobody in Philly will ever know about and it's none of their business so you know what I'm saying like this this is not my first rodeo you a hitman (laughs) if I told you I'd have to kill you oh yeah (laughs) um yeah like I said I just I do a lot I do a lot more than you all see so but here's my question about mm-hmm. that person that says oh and then i get feet i get pushed back from my comments i get pushed back you know because people feel like i talk too much or i say too much i never feel like that that can you know exist um but men are pretty cool about it i mean i don't know because maybe every guy wants to fuck me whatever but most guys that I meet and I tell them about the brand or whatever, they fuck with it. They're like, yo, I think men want women to be on this type time. I think men want women to have something of our own. So one thing that I did want to comment on mm-hmm. was the fact that you said that um, people would say, oh, you just started your brand. You just started your website. Yes. And it's like, okay, so what if you did? You know what I mean? Like, So, yeah. what if, you did, so if you did just like just start your site, does it make any difference because your brand is still – making noise and you're still doing your thing. I think people don't think I have the room to give advice because I got help from a certain creative company in the city. It's like, nah, bruh. I got help from them because I didn't know the Philly scene. Been doing this. Been had the website. I've had the website started off on WordPress. I had Weebly for an entire year. I just got Wix. So... And it looks very different than what it used to look like. But ask anybody in Miami, they'll tell you she's been doing this for years. So. Because funny you mentioned that because I feel like a homegirl of mine said she saw you give a presentation at P's and Q's on South Street. Like it was it was a while ago, like you gave a presentation about your site or you gave like a rundown about what you were doing. Oh, it was at um at William Street Commons. At a seminar, I okay. showed people my website, yes. Okay, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's probably what she was talking about. That but, was a very uncomfortable setting. Sheesh. But I will say this, though. When I, see, when I see a website, I don't see, like, anybody else on there. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of, mm-hmm. I don't see, like, help there. I see all, all of it being you. Oh, it's all me. You know what I mean? Even even down to the part that your ideas are you, you chatting people like who hit, who visit your website. Yeah. I mean, my mission statement was it was helped co-written with someone else, but that person didn't just come out the blue with Freak John. It was just like that person helped me organize my ideas that I already had. Right. And if that person wants credit for a little funky ass mission statement, they can get it. It's not that fucking serious. 
But the colors, I do it. The font, I do it. The way the pictures are positioned, I do it. Now, my homie, I have photographers. So some of the pictures are not obviously not my copyright. I always get credit where credit is due. The videos, if they're edited by somebody, I give credit where credit is due. Um, shout out to Longwoods Production, which is my friend in Miami that edits my videos. Shout out to 77 on Earth, my photographer. Shout out to um, Vu, who lives in Miami, another photographer of mine. And shout out to her roommates who've done photography for me. Like, there's other people that are part of this Freak John brand that helped bring it to life. Shout out to um, William Street Commons for giving me the venue to be able to do certain things. But everything else, I'm, I'm like Beyonce. I get final approval of anything that I put on my website, on my brand, on my Instagram, on my Twitter. And my Twitter is ran by me. But you know what I think? The pushback comes from mm. um, for some people, right? Yes, is that I feel like what you've done, they're scared to do, you know, in terms yeah. of like a brand that you've done and, and for all that you've done. People are like, oh man, well, my brands be better than your brand, or like it shouldn't be a competition. It shouldn't be a competition, and people also don't respect the fact when I'm trying to give advice. I think a lot of people feel like, nah, like. You don't really got room to talk about what I need to be doing. Cool. You do you. But under, understand that I don't, <clears throat> it's not advice like I'm saying that you're doing something wrong. It's advice like it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to do anything in this world. And if you can't accept advice, if you can't accept criticisms, then you don't need to have a brand. You don't need to be out here doing anything creative for other people to look at. Because if you can't handle pushback and you can't handle somebody saying, maybe you should take this route, then you need to stay at home and be by your motherfucking self. And don't present anything to us. That's like me saying, I don't like people commenting on my tweets. Then I don't need to be have my black ass on Twitter. I need to get a fucking diary and write in a fucking book and close it and get it locked. That's like me saying, I don't want people to talk shit about my website, which was talk shit all the time then I don't need to have a website do not put anything out here for public consumption if you cannot deal with public criticism point blank period now you can always be rude and disrespectful and be like well it ain't for you cool but I'm gonna say something so just like how you could say something about my shit so yeah first of all I know that uh that she's serious when she's talking because her hand movements is getting wild right now. Nah, because I just don't like that shit, yo. Like, motherfuckers want to take advice from one person in this city because this one person has a creative brand that gives people advice but don't want to hear it from other people. And it's like, yo, I probably know more what I'm doing than that person. I went to business school. And sometimes I don't follow everything that I went to school for. But also, remember, I have a different brand. And I have different followers. See, everybody that follow my shit, they know me for years. They know how I talk. They know how I think. Actually, when I be nice, they be like, Joe, nah, you know, you got to go back to Savage, you know, Freak John. Because we know, we know who Freak John really is. But it's just like, like I said, you know. And also, people don't understand it's different marketing for different cities. Remember, I didn't start my brand in Philly, so I'm not going to be like no, you know, no Philly person. Is it a Philly term? Yes. Did I get my stripping started in Philly? Yes. Do I have love and respect for Philly? Yes. I have an apartment out here. But I also know how to make it where people in New York want my brand. People in Miami want my brand. People in L.A. are asking about my brand. And that's not trying to brag. It's just like, what is your, you got to have a goal. My dad, 
I told you I talked to my dad. My dad was like, always have a number and always have a goal. So when you sell something, always have a number of how much you want to make. If you have a brand or you have an idea, always know what is the point? What is the purpose of me doing this? Who am I trying to reach? How many people am I trying to reach? What is my longevity? Because see, what we not understanding as young black people is we got time. We have so much time. Like, we're not Beyonce. We're not Jay-Z's. And stop thinking those are the only two people to look up to. Mark Cuban was broke at 27. Oprah was broke at 23. These, Amazon started in somebody's basement. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to start from the bottom and get to a point. It's okay to let people see your growth. It's okay to let people see you at different stages. Like my hoodies, my hoodies are okay, but they're going to get better. Or my shirts are going to get better. Or my website is going to get better. It's okay to see that growth. Sometimes people need to see that growth so they can appreciate you when you get to the end of the finish line. Cause it's, but at the end of the day, it's never a finish line. You're always continuously doing something. So I just don't like that idea. And then, like I said, I feel like a lot of what we look up to is men, like how men move, how men move their brand, how men talk to their employees. Like, nah, like we got to have something of our own. Now, I look up to different women now. I look at how women run their companies. I look how I look at white women, Spanish women, Asian women, Latino women. You get what I'm saying? I read books of different people. There's a white woman that ran Google. That's a good that's a good article to read because you got to do you got to see the sexism that she dealt with. Or Facebook or any of these other companies. So, I don't know. I just feel very strongly about that. Like, it's okay to it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to make mistakes. Now, you're mentioning, like, yes, it's okay to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be real out here. Yes. But when it comes to some of these brands. like I, I, I don't want to meet you off of Twitter or off of Instagram and you don't got a personality. I don't want to meet you at a party offer you a drink and you act like you too good to speak to me i don't want to meet you and you got a funky ass attitude because you around your group of friends because i'm gonna unfollow you i'm gonna return your shit and i'm not gonna fuck with you no more i don't care who you are i'm not gonna say no names but it's a lot of big name motherfuckers in miami and philly that know i don't fuck with them and the only reason that they may see me at the event is because a nigga didn't pay for me to go or a bitch didn't ask me yo i want you to come out with me Right. I ain't come for you, and I don't care about you. But what I was going to say to you, right, mm-hmm. is that when it comes down to brands yes. in the city, and just anywhere in general, you have you have a plague of the uh, the hashtag Mr. Me Too's, right? Meaning that what do you mean by that? A Mr. Me Too? All right, so it was a song by the Clips back in 2006, right? <laughs> Hook was like, I know, I know, Mr. Me Too, right? Oh, Turn saying to, the same, you seeing the same stuff over and over again, you mean it? No, meaning like, say, okay, he got a car, I want I gotta have one too. Oh, right? yeah, that, I, there's definitely a lot of Me Too's in the, in, in the creative scene. Right. I don't want to just say this city because it's like this in Miami too. It's a lot of people that are doing the same exact thing. And they're not even realizing it. You know, me and my ex used to say this about parties. We would go to parties and be like, bro, that's the same party. That's the same party. It's just the same party with a different name, with different motherfuckers and a different DJ. Like, it ain't no different. Which is another reason why I don't go out that much. Because I'm not finna go to the same shit and see the same people. Or if I am gonna see the same people, I want a different genre of music, you know. Um, I think people need to stop being afraid of, it's okay to be, what's the word, unique? 
or weird or awkward. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to start seeing some shit that I ain't never seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to hear music that I never heard before. I want to I want to see people doing body paint at parties, but not like a body paint party. Like, I want to see a bitch that's half naked with body paint all over her dancing in the corner. I don't know. Like, and that might just be my Miami influence, but I just want to see some different shit. So I want people to stop coming to parties and standing up against the wall looking too cool for school. I want people to stop coming to parties with their boyfriends or girlfriends and just being cuddled up in the corner. This is weird. That shit is weird. Like, take your ass to the movies. Take your ass to, like, a couple's only thing. Walk around. Separate from each other. Talk to people. Like, do your own thing. And this goes for LBGTQ couples and straight couples. Like, walk around. Have fun. Talk to people. I'm so sick of people being too good to talk to people. If you don't want to go out and mingle and be interactive, stay your ass at the crib. That's how I feel. Physics. <laughs> Hashtag facts. Facts. Now let's talk about something more real, right? Mm-hmm. Gonna, I feel like we're going to end it on this note. Okay. Because it's going to be a fiery thing. It's going to be a fin- you know, the grand finale. <laughs> because you are a woman. Whoa, man. Right? Mm-hmm. That's a reference from So I Married an Axe Mitterer, uh, Mike Myers. Never mind. <laughs> Damn it. I thought people catch on, but whatever, right? <laughs> Here's the thing. So we're in an era now of. The Me Too era, right? Mm-hmm. Also, earlier when I said the hashtag Mr. Me Too thing, mm-hmm. that was not to piggyback on the Me Too. That's an old song. And if you're from 2006 on you know, the clips, you're aware of that. We're not like. I was like, in the. What was I doing in 2006? I was in the eighth grade. I wasn't even allowed to listen to music like that. Like, yeah, I was very, very sheltered. I was far from the eighth grade. Bless your life. Um, I was, yeah, I was, I was old by that time. <laughs> I, was, I was definitely old by that time. But okay. um, so as far as. An era now where the Me Too thing is happening, right? Time's up. It's mm-hmm. going on. And you being a young businesswoman yourself. Yes. Not, not just a regular businesswoman, a woman of color, right? Because. Double you know, minority. It's a double. It's, it's a double. So, I mean, because the game is like this is like, you know, it was a saying that I learned about in college about there to be in like a certain ceiling, right? Yes. It was like, it was white men, there's like, Black men, black white men. Men, white women, and then black women are black at the women. bottom. So I'm at the bottom of the totem pole for being a black woman. Well, I'm at the bottom of the totem pole for being a woman, and then I'm really at the bottom of the totem pole for being a black woman. And then I, I'm under the ground for being about sex. If, if you were like, if you were like a, a black gay woman, you would definitely be at at the like the the sore level. Shout of out. Shit. Oh well, I don't want to say anybody's sexuality because I know people are very funny about that. But shout out to the black women in this city that are doing. Um, LBGTQ theme events and LBGTQ theme parties. Major shout out to yeah, that. Shout out to y'all, man, because the fact that y'all can remember those letters like that, amazing. <laughs> LBGTQ, like, yeah. lesbian, gay, trans, queer, and bi. Yeah, I look. I I got I got, I got to like four letters. I'm like, what comes next? Learn it. I mean, it's like so. It's like a white person saying, I don't know the difference between black and African American. No, I know, I know, but it's just like. People are like, yo, what, what if I letters? I'm like, ah. Uh, LBGTQ. I, I got it, yeah. I got it, like, Roy, think of, like, this. Roy G. Biv. I don't even oh, remember yeah. Roy G. Biv when we were growing up. Yeah, that's my cousin. Now I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're annoying. <laughs> you're yeah. so annoying. But, but I'll joke to side. Yeah, I do um, understand. I think that's dope that there are at least initiatives in these communities that are being built to include everybody. It's really big in Miami. That's why I know it so well. Like, there's so many queer parties in Miami. It's... And we, I, make, I make jokes in Miami, like, yo, it's easier to be gay in Miami than it is to be straight, you know, mm-hmm. because there's so many 
you know, um, parties for anybody that identifies as what people are more open. Um, I, hope that this you know the creative scene changes up north in the sense of you will see straight guys come to queer parties or you'll see straight people you know be able to be there for their lbgtq friends and guys be able to chill with a dude that looks like a girl and girls be able to chill with a girl that looks like a guy so you know what's ill about that it's like you know but back in the day in studio 54 Mm -hmm. that was that was common. Like okay, Studio Fifty Four was out here. No, it was in like, in New York, like back in the seven, late seventies. See, New York. That's what I'm saying. Like New York is expected. Miami is expected. Chicago. I want to see it in Philly. It probably happened. I want to see it in Pittsburgh. I want to see it in you know, um, know Virginia. Pittsburgh. You know, just yeah, I ain't been to Pittsburgh. I don't know what it's like out there. We been fucking around with Pittsburgh, but yeah. But I, I understand what you're saying. Though. You want to see it in other places where it's not common in terms. Yeah, of I life. just want people to open up their mind more. Facts. And just stop being on the clicky shit. Fuck the clicks. Mm-hmm. Fuck your click. Fuck the people that you went to high school with. Fuck the people you went to college with. Get some new friends. You know what I'm saying? Be around some new people. Okay. Go to a different city. Don't just go to Miami. Go to other places in the country. Go to Texas. Go to uh, Cali. Go to North Dakota. Go to um, South Carolina. North Carolina. Go to different places and meet different people. Go somewhere where you're not comfortable at. Like go, go, like, go to Bismarck, uh, was that North Dakota, <laughs> South Dakota, whatever? Yeah, go to upstate New York. Don't just go to New York Ithaca, City. Albany, Syracuse. I tell people that in Miami. They be like, I'm going to New York. Go to Philly. They be like, what's in Philly? The same people in New York. And don't think <laughs> if you come here, it's just about cheesesteaks. I hate y'all talking about, oh, what's the cheesesteaks? Well, y'all have to care. change the scene out here, and y'all have to show more of what Philly has to offer. Like, I found, shout out to this company called Say Less. I, I know they're gonna be like, but you ain't come to our party last weekend. <laughs> um, but no, I want to I want to definitely check out their house scene because I would like to see the house music that's in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to D Stilo Stilo. Oh, Silo. Silo. Yeah. I fucked up his name so bad. No, like shout out to him. I'm gonna go to one of his events that he's doing. Yeah, um, come up real soon. Actually. I think he's very very creative. I think he has. I've never met him. Actually, have I met him? I think I met him last summer. I think. I did, but it doesn't really matter. I'm not really hype about meeting somebody, but I like what he does. I like just his aesthetic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Shout out to that. Shout out to anybody that's doing something different in this city. Um, uh, shout out to her Philly moves. Definitely big shout out to her. I love her company. I just love what she's doing. I want her to keep up the work. Um, shout out to the different writers out here. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Philly scene is definitely going to be up and coming, but I feel like the problem with it, how much time do we have left? Okay, I feel like one of the problems that we are having that I really wanted to talk about on here, because this is something that I I had posted on my Instagram that I was going to say. All right. I want to say that I want creatives in this city to really sit down, stop the bullying, stop the nitpicking and stop the frat culture in the sense of when women come on the scene when women are doing stuff on the scene, when women go out in the scene to just stop that vulture ass mentality. And by vulture ass mentality, I meaning like, don't, how can I put this? Don't make women feel uncomfortable in certain spaces. Whether that's a woman who has her own brand, whether that's a woman who has her own radio show, whether that's her, an own, an own, a woman who has her own magazine or whatever a woman decides to do. No matter how she's dressed, no matter what subjects that she talks about. Um, And I also want young women 
to not feel pressured to work for anyone, to deal with anyone, to f- to be in uncomfortable spaces just for clout or just to get put on. You do not have to be around people. You don't have to be around creatives if you don't feel comfortable. Speak up and say something, whether that's to your mentor, whether that's to your parents, whether that's to your friends. Say something <clears throat> if you feel uncomfortable or you feel disrespected in any way, shape or form. And I just want to get away from this idea of rape culture. People think rape culture, they automatically think rape. It's not rape. It's the idea that women cannot be themselves in certain spaces because of the way that they're dressed or the way that they talk or the way that they come off. And I just don't feel that's okay. I don't like the idea of, well, she shouldn't have been dressed that way or she shouldn't have been out that late or she shouldn't have been with that many guys. I just want that kind of talk and that kind of mentality to go away because I feel like it's kind of like this brotherhood thing in Philly in the sense of like men kind of control a lot of things and if I'm not you know if I'm not with this guy or I'm not dating this guy and I'm not around this guy I can't get put on so that's how I feel about that because I get a lot of dms and I get a lot of messages from different women who have been harassed in this city by different creatives and I just don't think that's all right and I don't think that's okay and I feel like we're not having that conversation because people are afraid of people and people are afraid of certain people's clout and I just don't think that's right so do you think that the women who are creatives in the city should have their own union I mean, if that's what it takes to stop it, yes. Yeah, I don't see why not. I, I don't want to say I don't see why not. It's just like I, I feel like that's also sad too because it's like why, why can't we just have the conversation? It's kind of like a seat at the table. You know what I'm saying? We need to have a seat at the table and we need to talk. But yes, I guess, I guess that is considered getting unionized and getting together and you know organizing. Yes, I do think that women in this city should do that. But it needs to be authentic. And it needs to not be just, oh, we're just getting together because we both got vaginas or we both got titties, you know, because there are people in the city that identify as trans. So they weren't born as a female, but they identify as female. Um, So I think they should also have a seat at the table, too. But like I said, I just think that there needs to be a meeting or there needs to be a conversation where all of the creatives in this city, no matter how big you are, no matter if you only have 700 followers or you have 20 or 50,000 followers. And I don't just think just in the city, just even in general, you know what I'm saying? But I will say Philly because I know the undertones of the city and I know what's going on in the city. And I know I'm not the only female who has experienced that. And I know I experienced that because I got a brand all about sex. So people think it's just okay to talk to me any type of way. They think it's okay to treat me any type of way. They think it's okay to approach me any type of way, no matter what venue I'm at or what time of day or what time of night that it is. So I know for other young women, you know, up and coming or interning or working for anybody, they may feel like they can't open their mouths because they feel like they're in the wrong. And it's like, you're not wrong for how you feel. You're not wrong for what you, for speaking up about what you see. So I just think that women need to be able to make it more comfortable to talk to each other more because men already have that. You know what I'm saying? I think men definitely stick together. And that's just my whole thing. I want women to stick together more and have honest conversations. Tell somebody when they pissed you off. Tell somebody when they made you feel uncomfortable, whether they're male or female. And I just think people need to stop trying to chase this clout or this idea of clout or this idea of popularity because the creative scene is starting to feel like high school to me. Well, so what I will say is that when it comes down to, just from some of my observations, with some of the uh, ladies who create in the city, mm-hmm. 
like, not to sound cliche, but sometimes it can, it can be a bit, bit catty. Because I've seen, instead of people being supportive of each other, mm-hmm. I've seen them just, like, claw each other, backbite, and, and just, like, just go at each other. And I'm like, what, what's the point? Because I've that, seen that also with men to women as well, and I've experienced that oh, from yeah. different male brands, too. I think it's just a catty behavior across the board, whether it's male or female. And like I said, that comes from this. If you're going to give out criticism, Mm -hmm. if you're going to tell somebody about their brand or their photography or whatever that they do creatively, Mm -hmm. you need to have a solution, not just your shit is trash. No, but this is what I want to to get out, right? Mm -hmm. Is that when you, the reason I'm mentioning these people who are like, yes, they are um, like backbiting and and doing all this. Mm -hmm. This is why it's easy for these certain creatives to come in and do what they do. Yes. Because they see who's separated. Yes. They see who's out here, who's being nitpicked at, who's being bullied, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And they say, yo, I can help you out. Come with me. And they say, well, I'm getting help. But all at the same time, they're there yes. taking advantage. That's what I'm saying. I told someone today earlier, um, she was on Twitter, and I mentioned to her, she was like, yo, so I can't we mess with guys, creatives in the city, because they're all about one thing, when I'm trying to do my thing. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, well, that's how it's been in the city for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I said, like, yo, you're dealing with people who don't have any real social skills. They don't. Outside of outside of that little blue bird, outside of that little colorful, what's the symbol? For? I guess it's like a camera. Yeah, the outside of the colorful camera, mm-hmm. outside of the, the blue F, you don't have no personality. I can right. see you in the street and you're a nobody. Because right. at the end of the day, if you travel anywhere else in this country, you are a nobody. Nobody knows who you are. And even if somebody knows who you are, it does not matter. That's why people love Beyonce. That's why people love whoever the fuck they love. Because outside of all this stuff, they, back in the day, you had to have a personality. Right. You had to sit down with a radio host and have something. You know what I'm saying? You had to have a spark. You had to have... People can hide behind... 150 I mean 250 characters now and I don't think that's cool you know what I'm saying and I saw that what you're talking about on Twitter and like I said my thing of that is you we have to get together and we have to speak up and we have to say something but that's what I was telling the young lady today I said listen so you have these guys who who and also can I say something there's a lot of guys sorry I know I'm cutting you off because <laughs> I feel so strongly about this, Mike. Like, we've had this conversation privately, and we're having this conversation on this podcast. I know guys that know other people, creatives, that know what they're doing. And they don't ever say anything to them. They always go say to the female, you know, oh, well, you know, maybe it is what it is, or this is just the way. It-. No. Like, when I say speak up, I'm meaning, like, People in the city know who's bullying people. People in the city know who's being catty. People in the city know who's giving out criticism without solutions. Speak up. Say something. It's just like with racism. It's just like with homophobia. It's like with any any type of hatred. All of it goes back, and we talked about this before. When we talked about, I told you my brand is about love. All types of love. And to an extent, forgiveness. I'm about love and forgiveness. But it's like you can't reach that level until you admit what you're doing, until you admit your behavior. And I'm going to need guys to stop taking pictures with people claiming like, oh, we working and you don't like this person. 
I don't need, you know what I'm saying? I don't want somebody to take a picture with me and they don't fuck with me. I don't want somebody to buy my hoodies and they don't fuck with me. And I'm not talking about fuck with me only solely as a person. If you do not fuck with my mission and what I'm trying to do, because at the end of the day, it goes back to your company is a piece of you. And I've heard the opposite, you know, oh, you have to disassociate yourself with your, no, who you think started your company? God, like it just came out the blue and, and you were given it. No, you were not given anything. You started whatever you started. Like I started Freak John. Freak John is a representation of me. I tell women to make sure they get paid before dealing with niggas. Guess what? I would be dumbass if I was just out here fucking with any nigga and not getting anything out of return out of it. I tell women to, to strip a certain way and then I'm out here, you know what I'm saying? So you have to be, you have to be about what you say you about. And if you about out here saying that you're helping people or you're out here being a creative, you are held to a certain standard and you need to be held to a certain standard because a lot of these people out here ain't got no parents. They ain't got no type of support system. They ain't got nobody to check them like, yo, you really need to chill out. And they obviously don't have no friends or no employees that's going to get in their ass. Cause my, the people that work with me, they still get in my ass and be like, yo, you got to move this way. Or you got to say this. And that's not being fake. That's also being professional. And also knowing, like I said, knowing how to adjust, adjust yourself per city. Cause the way I'm talking to you, I may not be able to talk to somebody in Miami like this, but I can still get my point across. I just might have to say it in a different way. And that doesn't make me fake. That makes me knowing how to deal with people. It's like language. I can't speak to you in English if you only speak Spanish. I got to either learn Spanish or learn a way to, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I just need men to really be men and step up and be like, yo, you, I know you out here doing what you ain't got no business doing. Stop doing that. Or at least let's find out why. Cause it's always a why as to why people's behavior is the, is the way it is. So. Agreed. Agreed. Well, hey man, I hope that we do have a change in the city and go towards a you know a positive direction because we need all the help we can get. I hope we do too because I think Philly has a lot of potential. I think Philly is up and coming, but this backstabbing and this you know crabs in the barrel mentality has to stop. And I got a lot of flack for saying that the city has a crabs in a barrel mentality, but it's the truth. I'm always going to get on this podcast and say the truth. And there is a lot of love out here, though. There is a lot of people who have helped me get my brand to where it's at. And I have the most uttermost respect for those people. And it's not always easy. You know, it's stressful. We all stressed out here. We look who's in office. <laughs> so we all out here stressed. We all out here struggling. You know, um, I always have to apologize. And be like, yo, you know what? I had no business talking to you that way. Or I had no business doing business that way with you. Like I said, it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to make mistakes. What's not okay is to fuck up, make mistakes, and still pretend as though you didn't do anything wrong. That's when you, you know what I'm saying? That's when you're crossing the line. Because you have no self of in, self intros, self introspective. And you can't be out here giving people advice. You can't be out here trying to help people. And you can't help yourself. You can't check yourself. You can't look within yourself. Because like I'm telling you, Mike, I get phone calls. I get DMs. I get messages from so many different people who have been screwed over by so many different people. And it's not cool. It's not healthy. It makes me want to just like pack up my stuff and go somewhere else. And I don't want to do that. I'm not going to run from a situation. I'm going to collect my thoughts. I'm going to get it together, but I'm never going to run. Like, so. That's how we got to handle it. Yes. That's how it's got to be. You have to, we have to be adults. We're all adults. Let's act like, start, let's start acting like adults instead of acting like little kids. Indeed. Indeed. Those are words of wisdom. 
<laughs> Freak June for the 1984 Fly Dot Podcast. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Anytime.